Welcome to the five of us. We are five outspoken women with close to 150 years of experience as broadcast journalists. We left our jobs on the very same day and we are dedicated to helping women avoid the many pitfalls common to the workplace. We've heard from hundreds of people recounting tales of woe on the job, and we have done the research, we're putting it all in a book, and we are here to help. I'm Roma Tori, and along with Kristen Shaughnessy, Janine Ramirez, Vivian Lee, and Amanda Farinacci, we are the five of us. Hi everyone, we're glad you're back with us. Well, we just got done with the holidays not too long ago and we had this discussion in our family. It was actually my niece, Amanda. She's in her mid twenties and she was talking about the pressure that people feel to find a career that they're passionate about. When in reality, for many people, a job is just about being able to pay the bills and she's sort of figuring this all out, right? So the takeaway was this, it's great if you find a career that you love. Research actually shows it does lead to higher job performance and job satisfaction as well as sometimes even higher earnings. But it's also okay to find your passion outside of work. In fact, uh, while we were preparing for this podcast, one of the crew members, uh, team members, uh, Andy Levinson, was talking about decades of work and he's done a variety of jobs, and now he no longer subscribes to this feeling of following your passion and then your career will soar. So I think that helps because it, 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 there's so many unrealistic expectations, right, about people having, the, you know, there's so many people in, my, in 50s and 60s, even teens, who don't know what they're passionate about yet, right? right? So what do you do if you don't even know what you're passionate about? And Amanda, I'm gonna start off with you. That's right, well, yes, it was a great um, recommendation by Andy um, that we looked at this. It's funny because like so many people say, find your passion and the money will follow, right? <laughs> right. Like you just find the thing you love to do and you're gonna become rich. Um, but that's not really, <laughs> always true. And in fact, many times it's not true at all. Um, and so Andy pointed us to a book by the name of So Good They Can't Ignore You by author Cal Newport, who actually advises exactly the opposite. He says that you should press your skills over your passions if you want the money to flow. So for example, let me give you a personal example for me. So I like to run and I like to read. Am I going to become a professional racer? No. <laughs> like, do I, I read books because I like to increase my, my vocabulary and I like to learn about different stuff. But like, I'm not going to become a librarian or I'm not selling books in a bookstore. Right. You know, we're writing a book, but like it's not the same kind, you know. But, but what's interesting about that is because I have those interests, I chose a career where I could write, right? Like mm -hmm. writing is my skill that I chose to finesse that brought me to a certain professional level. But, but it's not the thing that I'm like, oh my God, I'm so thrilled. You know, um, this is, you know, the sun rises and sets every time I, I pick up, you know, so, so, but I actually think this is an interesting, I'm glad we picked this as a topic because um, I, here's, here's another person. My husband has a lot of ha hobbies. He's, this guy can like find something interesting about everything. And like, we had this conversation a couple years ago and, and we talked about like, well, what, what do you like to do? And I, I was, I didn't have a lot of answers. I didn't even know. I was like, well, I, I guess I like to run. Like I, I like he, and he said to me, well, you like to read, but like that doesn't have the same umph as right. like collecting something or selling something or investing. You know, there's like people who really like stuff. And that's not, after I had kids, I was like, do I even know who I am? Right? Like you need a talking um, point, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's actually like there's ways that you can look for it. I think a healthy discussion for people of all ages, if you haven't found your passion yet. And also I, I, I do want to say, I think it's important to be passionate about something. I don't mm -hmm. think you should feel pre pressure if you're not there, but I do think that like beyond your professional life, you need something that, that gives you a little, 
um, joy, right? Like the things we yeah. do give you like, that you enjoy doing really make your life better. So if you can figure those things out and you're like me, you have no idea all, all the time of what what things get you going, you could you should really ask yourself the question like, what are you naturally good at? What do you love doing? Think about what job you dislike the most. Why did you hate it the most? I had a job as in customer service. I was like a waitress at a restaurant. No, it was it was terrible. It, it was really terrible. Like they. <laughs> They told me, like, listen, I was on a restaurant. I was a waitress down at the Jersey Shore, and they were like, look, you can't be on the floor anymore. <laughs> you have to go. No, we have to like, so it was actually it was a relief because I was like, I actually hate everyone here. I don't want to do any of this. And they put me in the, in the kitchen as an expediter. I made 150 bucks a night, and I was like, thank God someone saw that I'm so bad because I would never want to do that again. I would never, ever want to do that again. Um, anyway, what are, what are more, most important values you don't want to settle on? What things make your heart sing? If you couldn't fail at anything, what would you try? These are good like barometers. They're good questions to ask yourselves to just, you know, kind of explore a little bit, especially as you get older, you have more free time or your job changes a bit and you're thinking, oh, it would be nice to be involved with something on the weekend, recreation or whatever. Um, but I don't, I do think it's important not to beat yourself up if you haven't figured it out yet. Because mm -hmm. the other part that's about this is that it, it changes every time. It changes a lot, right? Like yeah. the things that I used to be entertained by or brought me joy in my 20s are very different than the things that I enjoy doing in my 40s, right? So I think that's also yeah. important to, to remember. I think that's very smart. Yeah. So Viv, I'm going to go to you now. Because mm -hmm. if say if your job or your career isn't your passion, but there's a way to reframe your thinking so that it's a conduit to your passion, how do you do that? Um, well, first of all, there are guides out there now, but I think before you even start looking at those guides about how to finesse it and how to make it work with your job and your passion, you have to forgive yourself if your job is not your passion. Okay. Um, I remember getting a fridge magnet that said, follow your passion, and I immediately assigned my job to that because that's what I had been raised with, 80s and 90s, that's what you were told was to try and chase your passion as your career. And then I remember a few years into my career, somebody asked me on the job, what makes you happy? And I kept answering, you know, if I get a good lead on a story, if I'm first on the scene. And he was like, no, no I'm not asking about work. What is your passion? <laughs> mm. And like, I, and I, could I, not, mm -hmm. I could not answer it. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking around and I realized that, yes, my job is a conduit for allowing me to work on my passion, which was helping others to try and see themselves in there in their culture, in their society. Mm. And so I parlayed that into volunteering for an Asian American group as a tutor for little kids so their parents can go have a break. Um, I work with Korean American Story now. I try to get stories recorded and published out there. I work with a, an amazing group of people to do that. But when I started working at Korean American Story, this nonprofit, it was because I had the freedom from my job. So um, the Harvard Business Review actually has uh, an article titled, Your Job Doesn't Have to Be Your Passion, and they list a couple of really good things to keep in mind when you want to make both work. So pursuing a passion outside of work can be less risky, and some research suggests that transforming your hobbies into work can actually undermine your enjoyment of that hobby. Um, instead, look for a job that will give you the resources, the time, the money, and the energy to pursue your passion. And if time is your scarcest resource, look for a job that offers schedule flexibility so you can structure your work around your passions. Mm. Uh, finally, when it comes to energy, don't think of your passion as something that provides fuel to energize uh, you for your work. Rather, look at your job as giving you the security and income to pursue your passion. So the two can live side by side, like 
parallel, it, they don't have to be melded, and we should get over this idea that um, your job is a place where you have to give your all because if you do that, you might not be able to make room or space in the rest of your life for stuff that really does matter. Good information, yeah. And you know, there was this uh, story that I think we all read preparing for this. This was this Goldman Sachs banker making six figures, a female, she, but she really wanted to be a writer. And so she had to figure out how to do that. And she did that in various ways, but I'm sure people around her in her life were saying, what the hell are you doing, mm -hmm. right? You, you're at Goldman Sachs, you've got the job in investment banking people want, and then... Yeah, it was like the dream job for so many yeah. people, for so many parents for their kids, right? right? I mean, you, mm -hmm. she, she went to Dartmouth, graduated, she was a, uh, an economics slash uh, uh, creative writing major, mm -hmm. double major there, and, and came out, and her passion was writing. I mean, even at the age of 18, she wrote a 450-page novel, didn't go anywhere, but <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure she felt some satisfaction about it, but she also came to the realization that y y you have to have something to fall back on, right? And in her case, she was lucky because she ended up uh, with an entry-level job at Goldman Sachs and worked her way up the ladder. I'm sure she was very, very bright. But the hours were killing her, and she, all that time that she was at Goldman Sachs, she wanted to just write. And so um, initially she came up with some ideas, like, and, and I, I, Kristen and I were talking about this, I thought it was a, a brilliant idea. She um, thought that she could, or she came up with something called, that she called a joy email, which she shared with colleagues, and it was just good, happy, happy news about her life, and it was stories that they could each share with one another. And it became global. It, you know, it was something that you know, many people, uh, by the way, she cited the fact that, as she saw a statistic, that 50% of people dislike their jobs at, at work, and which is really unfortunate. And obviously, those are people who didn't have a passion or didn't follow their passion while they were mm -hmm. employed. But anyway, so she also discovered that uh, as an investment banker at Goldman Sachs, you have no control over your life. Mm -hmm. And the hours were just grueling. And so she made one adjustment. She said, how about if I switch departments and become uh, and work in branding and marketing? Which she, the, the funny thing is, she said, these are much easier hours. You know what her hours were? 9A to 7P and oftentimes working weekends. But that was an improvement over her investment <laughs> banking uh, uh, shift and schedule. Anyway, all that time she was still writing and still writing. And um, but think about the sacrifices she made. She uh, would wake up at five in the morning and, and go to a local coffee shop and, you know, uh, start working on the latest book that she had in mind. All that time she wrote two more books. Wow. None of them got off the ground. But she was intrepid. She kept at it. And so with her fourth book called Heart of the Deal, she finally got a job. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, finally got a deal <laughs> with Heart of the Deal. Don't mistake that for art of the deal. <laughs> very different, very, very different, different entities, right? Anyway, she finally found a publisher, and right at about the same time, she was offered this publishing deal. Uh, Goldman Sachs, maybe sensing that they were going to lose her, uh, offered her a promotion, and it was to become a VP, a vice president. Which you know, imagine the salary scale yeah. there. Mm. But all that time, she was saving the money. She was bankrolling the money, keeping it aside so that in knowing at one some point in her life she was going to, you know, quit this very lucrative job and and put all of her money, her eggs, her energy um, and her life into writing. And so she had to make a decision. Do I accept the VP position or do I, you know, just give it all up and, and pursue the writing, especially because 
with this book deal, she was going to have to go on a book tour. So she decided she was going to take the, the promotion, and it didn't last long. And it, was, it sounded like a few months, but anyway, she just realized it, it was just too grueling because the hours were, um, were very unhealthy for her. So she quit the job, and all of a sudden, the income was not there. And she, you know, she pointed this out for first-time novelists. <laughs> there really isn't any money. You know, I mean, nothing, nothing that you could really live on. You, know, you, you have these great uh, ideas, that you're, these dreams that you're going to be like um, Stephen King, you know, and you're going to be making zillions. It's, it doesn't work that way. Anyway, she had to move in. She gave up her apartment. She moved in with her mother in Michigan and was going on the book tour. And think about it. She was just 28 years old mm. with all of this, you know, and uh, she's she's been living off of the savings that she made while she was uh, at Goldman Sachs. So that is a success story. And, you know, I, I hope that anybody who really does have a true passion in their in their life realizes that you, you can't aim for the passion right off, right off the bat. I mean, you got to have some option, some something else to to fall back on in case that passion project that you have in mind falls through. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, it's your passion, what you were saying, your your passion, if you try to monetize it, then it doesn't always stay your passion, right? Because then it becomes sort of overbearing. And I think of um, Jamie, our oldest daughter, her boyfriend, he's an excellent chef. She gets like restaurant worthy meals every night. They're plated just so, I mean, they really are great. And it's relaxing for him and it's a challenge, but I think if he were to try to do that as a job, it would take away the enjoyment. Cause we've said to him, you know, you should really think about it, a career in cooking or whatever. And that, that is his thing. he's like, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. This is, so what do you say to the person, I guess, who is either looking to monetize it or not looking to monetize it? They're two very different things. Well, to make money, you need to provide a service, fill a need, or sell a product, mm -hmm. right? Basically, those are the basic three three groups there. Um, and so your passion may not fulfill any of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? And that's okay. It's okay if it doesn't. And there's all these things, like you said, do what you love and the money will come. Find a job you love and, the, and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> yeah. How about that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even Oprah. Which even, gives you more pressure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like everybody has to find their yeah. dream job. Stop. Yeah. Even Oprah says, find a way to get paid for doing what you love, then every paycheck will be a bonus. You know, that's not really realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, let's be real. It's kind of like a myth around that. How many Oprahs are there out right, there? Right, right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, people need a paycheck, and many people's passions are not going to have people paying for them. Mm -hmm. So even when you love a job, and we love journalism, right? Mm -hmm. We loved our job. And we did it for decades, but it was work. It was, <laughs> right? It was weekends, nights, holidays. It was out in the elements, storms, long hours. Yeah. I mean, it was work. And so sometimes if you're crafty and you want to put your make something and put on Etsy and start your business mm -hmm. because this is your passion. You know, it's still work because you have to fulfill orders, you have to collect payments, you have to operate a website. It's not just the craft itself, yeah. it's the whole business behind it. And so you do need a plan. Like if you're going to take your passion and, and try to make money off of it, you need some kind of business plan on, on how that's gonna happen. And you know, um, well, do what you love and the money will come. Where is this money coming from? <laughs> like, like, where is this money coming from? You have to decide what, what is, you know, who's your audience here? Who's going to pay for this? And what is your lifestyle and how much do you need? 
-hmm. to maintain that lifestyle. Obviously, um, the Goldman Sachs woman, she said, okay, I can live with my mom. Yeah. Like, right. I'm not everybody's willing to do that, right? right? If you need a fancy apartment, guess what? You need money. Exactly. Yes. So, and they all didn't have a six-figure job before they mm. pursued their passions. So right, right. So you did. have to kind of decide what your mm -hmm. lifestyle is, how do you support that lifestyle, um, and will, you know, will that passion provide that for mm -hmm. you? So it, it's more than passion. It's the whole plan involved with, with making money out of it. And you were talking about just at different ages, right? You can find your passion. I have a friend who, she just discovered her joy of painting, mm. uh, Gabby, and she's very good at it. And now she's making all these, for the holidays, she was making these ornaments that are just like these elaborate, beautiful ornaments that then you go into the local store and they're selling for $35, $38. And you're like, wow, she never knew, you yeah. know. So it can come at any age. Yeah. That, um, your outline of what to think about if you want to translate mm -hmm. your passion into a business to make money reminds me of, um, a relative of mine who started her own um, basket making out of rope. She was she's extremely extremely talented, but she loved dyeing the rope. She loved working with indigo. Um, she's made a really thriving business, but now she is consulting with different experts about how to bring it to the next level, hmm. and if she wants to, because she's starting to get so many orders that she can't handle it all. Yeah. But does she really want to hire? Um, an assistant who's going to take over like half of the actual operational work mm. and she's like she's at this crossroads where she feels like this passion for crafting that turned into a super successful business like it, it, is that going to be lost if she then takes it to that the joy next of it. Level? yeah she's yeah. and she's taking her time to figure out like at what point does it not become my passion anymore mm -hmm. and just like more work that I have to do and I've interviewed people who, um, in the past, for for a journalism job, who who say like they bake something in their house, right? They're really good at making cookies, and they, and and they find joy in it. Mm -hmm. But then to to now expand on that because there's a you find there's a demand for it, and right. you could make money doing it. You can't do it in your house anymore. You can't do it in your own kitchen. Right. Now you have to rent a space. Right. You have to go to a kitchen, work share space. And or how something. much cookie dough can you eat? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Right. Like, do you it takes wanna, the joy out of it. Right. Do you want to go to the next level where you're investing more? And then sometimes you have to hire help, right? Because right. now you're growing and you have to hire help. And you're more removed from the actual process that you were passionate about to begin with. You need to find someone who's passionate about being like a business person who can do those steps for you if you want to do, yeah. like if that's not your thing, right? Because it's that's a whole other skill set. That's a whole other skill set. But even if you don't want to monetize your, your passion, like when I was 20 whatever, I, I ran the New York City Marathon. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to run any, ever again, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, because right. you have that whole, yeah. right? Yeah. And go yeah. through that. And, and it's the same with like, sometimes I read, like I can read like a book a, a week. I'll, I'll like rip through a book and then I'm like, oh my God, I can't even look at another book. Like, <laughs> I need such, so I'm just saying like now I'm older, I run like, if I run three miles, it's like, I'm like, I'm grateful that I'm like, it just, it just changes. And I think mm -hmm. you just have to be like aware that um, it's nice that it, you can still appreciate the things that made you happy, but you don't, or like to your point or your cousin, if she likes to make the baskets, maybe she, maybe that's just it. And that's okay, right? Like, yeah. if that's the thing that gets her going, there's no, like, mandate that says, like, you have to make X, Y, Z dollars to go to the next, right? I, I, yeah. I think. But I also feel like we're surrounded by, you know, stories in the media, social media, of how to bring that yeah. to the next level. The pressure is there. Right. To yeah. take your Constantly, side hustle and, you know, make, just, like, yeah. take off with it. Here are some steps that you should follow. Read this book. Watch this video. And just, like, make yourself better, 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 as opposed to just, like, let it sit and enjoy it for what for it the is moment. in yeah. that moment. You know what? Um, 
as, as you just pointed out, I, I think the pressure makes the passion thing overblown. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not everybody has a passion. And I think the pressure, even as a child, how many times were you asked or, or your own children, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? right? Yeah. And, you know, of course, kids are going to say, I want to be a movie star. I want to be an Olympic athlete or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, think about as well, when you grow up and you're a little bit older and you go to college and you have a major because you think that's part of your passion, how many times do you change your major, mm -hmm. right? But I think most of the time we're too young to really pinpoint an actual passion. And then the other thing that always used to get me, and I hated this, if you really want something badly enough, you're going to get it. You're going to get it, right? Yeah. And then most <laughs> of the time, I mean, there's so many variables and obstacles that, you know, that are in your path. Most of the time you don't get it. And then what happens? You feel like a failure, right? right? If you work hard. If yeah. you yeah. manifest. <laughs> right. right. I mean, we yeah. all fell yeah. victim to that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it seems like this whole passion thing needs to be uh, reworked, or maybe yeah. just don't even talk about passion. Just, you know, also, I think uh, for me, you know, I kind of took a little bit of a circuitous route to get to where I wanted to be, but I'm thinking back now, when I was younger, I loved art. I, I, art was my passion, and I had no talent whatsoever. And I, you know, I recognized that early. Yeah. And I said to my mother, what do I do? I, you know, I, I want to do art, Mom. I want to do, but I can't do it. You know? <laughs> she was like, "Well, you know, know just your do limitations. That. Do it, it on your side. Yeah, know yeah. your limitations, but do it on the side. Don't expect to make a, a living out of it." But you know, there was that um, Arthur Ashe. You know, the, the late great tennis player had a famous quote, and it was. Um, I actually wrote it down because it was so good. Success is a journey, not a destination. The yeah. doing is often more important than the outcome. And I also think too, if you're aiming toward a passion, you develop a tunnel vision. And you don't realize some wonderful experiences that you're going to encounter along the way. And you might ignore them or dismiss them. And I think we're the lesser for it. So that's why I say the whole passion thing, no. No, really. And, and I think to your point, Amanda, you're saying it they change based on where you are. And I think whether you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, that you're raising kids, so don't beat yourself up too bad, mm -hmm. too, because then people are like, what's my passion? i yes. got to find another career, the right. whole thing, after the kids are grown. Just give yourself some, yeah. just cut yourself some slack, right? Like, it, And sometimes if you find your passion, sometimes it's not doing it full time. Right. It's your passion because right. when you find extra time, you're like, oh, I love doing this on my spare time. Yeah. But once it becomes your job to do this all the time, then maybe you say, you know what? It's, like, it's drudgery. Right, it's, it's like burnout. Like, why am I doing this all well, the time? I mean, you might like, not like it anymore. No, no, it's, it's just like you were saying, your friend uh, like to bake cookies or might you know might have a cookie baking uh, gig but suddenly you're doing it every day and you're you're just surrounded by cookie dough it is a grind and it's yeah. not the passion anymore mm -hmm. and so maybe some passions are meant to be part time right. right that's that's a good that's a good that could be a quote but i'm going to leave it <laughs> <as well. laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I would have chosen Rose, Ramos, but uh, this one is the quote that we're going to end with finding your passion isn't just about careers and money it's about finding your authentic self, the one you've buried beneath other people's needs. Yes. So, Amen. I want to thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to The Five of Us. We want to hear from you with any questions, ideas, or suggestions for future discussions. Just write to us at the email you see here, and we will be eager to help. Talk to you next time.